Ladies and gentlemen, to all my cool cats and cool kittens, they try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. You're now tuned into CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool, and welcome to The Cool. What we doing? You can catch me on your TV, giving on the radio, pop up at our blind spot, and on my Waco, we embedded airwaves. Welcome back to the show, people. You're now tuned into CFRE 91.9 FM and also on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Tell a friend to tell a friend because we are on the airways right now, as you can hear it. Um, lots of good stuff happening on today's show. Today's show, it's about to get dark and not because of my chocolate self. <laughs> I'm talking about the hip-hop duo from Toronto, which is known as Black August. They will be in the building today. They will be talking about their uh, opening slot with MOP tonight at Tattoo. Shouts to my man, Chris Got Rocks, for putting that show down. Um, and there's a whole lot of things that we have to get to with them. But... Before we get to all that, you already know how I do on a weekly basis, man. I got to get to my weekly grievances, and I feel as though it's time to let that ish breathe. Let this bitch breathe! Man, I have that joint like extra loud this time around. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, so first and foremost, before I get to my main topic, uh, shout-outs to UTM Campus uh, Security for getting me into the booth, because somehow, some way, our key was taken i'll be completely honest i don't know why it was taken but nonetheless shout out to them for opening the door which is why we started off just a couple minutes late but no worries nonetheless we're here we're in the building and we're here to give you what you need as we proceed anyways uh what i really want to talk about is the situation that happened in mckinney texas okay now if you have the internet then there is no excuse for you not hearing about the story at all whatsoever i am talking about the police officer who goes by the name of eric Case bolts, okay? Now, Eric Casebolt is part of the um, McKinney uh, Police Department who raided, basically raided a pool party. Now, I'm going to tell you how this pool party went down. Basically, this pool party took place in the suburban neighborhood, and the person who was throwing the, the, the uh, pool party was black, okay? Now, I mentioned race because it plays a huge factor in this, all right? Now, the person who held this party was black, and uh, she invited a whole bunch of her friends, black, white, you name it. So they all came, and everyone's having a, a good old time, like anyone should be having a pool party. However, one of their neighbors, a white woman, uh, got very uppity and started uh, hurling out some uh, racial slurs to the person who was throwing the party. They called them a black fucker, to be compl- uh, completely honest. And they also said, or she also said, rather, the white woman told uh, the black girl who was hosting the party to go back to your Section 8 housing. Even though she's the one who lives in that neighborhood. But no, I guess black people aren't allowed to get money, right? Anyways, let's keep it moving. So, basically what happened was a fiscal altercation ensued between the two people, which was initiated by the white woman. Not with their words, but with their actions. She was the first person who put, who put the hands on somebody. So, 
after that, ironically enough, she, the white woman, was the one who called the police. Police came over, and it was just three officers at the time. Two of them were okay, but Eric Casebolt was the one who decided to take things to the next level. He didn't mediate the situation. He escalated the situation. So what ended up happening was in the camera footage that was seen all across the web and on television as well, this guy did some type of barrel roll looking like a reject from American Ninja and then was basically trying to corral any and every black person that he could find that was in the vicinity of the area. And majority of the kids were in bathing suits, so which means that they came for the pool party. Now, there were some allegations that there were some people who weren't in the neighborhood who were invited to the party, but that's neither here nor there. Here's the main focus of the situation. Eric Casebolt was basically, like I was saying, corralling all the black, all the black kids who were there to sit down on the grass and stay where they were or to just leave the area altogether. Meanwhile, the other two officers are just trying to get information as to what was going on. They're the ones who are being very civil. Now, what ended up happening was probably the most disturbing part of the video was he grabbed a 14-year-old black girl by her arm and actually threw her down onto the ground. Threw her onto the ground. Mind you, she's in a bathing suit. She's like 80% naked. So there's no weapon that she has on her at all whatsoever. Therefore, she is nothing close to being a threat. Now, the main thing that was disturbing about that was the fact that after he had proceeded to throw her down onto the ground, he then put his knee on her back and then pulled out his gun. That is when everyone got scared Everyone lost their minds. There were even two young gentlemen who came and they looked as if they were about to like push him off. And rightfully so, because they're pointing a gun at somebody, but they didn't. They stopped they stopped in the tracks and basically yelled out, What are you doing? What are you doing? And then they kind of backed off because he pointed the gun at them and then they ran away and then they were chased down by the other two officers. But nonetheless, it never should have gotten to that point. Now here's the aftermath of the situation. Um not only did he get suspended, but he decided to step down. And the lady, the white woman who eventually, who was the one who called the police in the first place, she actually got fired from her job because of the full details of that story that came out later on. So good for her that she got fired. Um, for him resigning, it's okay, but I feel like more should be done in that situation because there's no way, shape, or form that you should be taking things to that extreme at a freaking pool party for god's sakes no one's carrying any weapons everyone's just having fun but because of the fact that you see a whole bunch of black people in what looked to be an affluent neighborhood just having some good old fun now there's a problem i wonder if the same situation would have arised if it was a whole bunch of white kids having fun in the pool party obviously not let's be honest this is america we're talking about this is southern america especially that we're talking about let's be completely honest i'm just disturbed at the fact that we are in 2015 and very little has progressed in terms of the relations between police officers or law enforcement in general and black people in america i don't understand why this officer thought it was necessary to pull out his gun at any point in time i don't understand why he felt like it was necessary to exude the behavior that he did during that time i think this goes to show this goes to show that police officers need to be trained in a certain way and before they do i think that they all need to be screen tested and they all need to be taking tests as to what their mental behaviors are like what triggers them things of that nature 
Because at the end of the day, that display of being a law enforcement official is definitely uncalled for. The police chief of that district let it be known that it was uncalled for as well. I don't know if he sincerely means that. I hope he does. If not, not so surprised. But this is inexcusable. It's bad enough that we have to worry about, you know, just walking down the street as grown adults, grown black adults walking down the street, worrying if we're going to get arrested by the cops or if we're going to get beaten down or something to that extent. But when it comes to the point where you as a parent have to worry about your 14, 15 year old son or daughter who is black, that they may get arrested or may get a gun pulled at them at a pool party just for having fun. It really taints America's image as as, as if it, as as if part of me it isn't tainted enough as it is so i feel as though this guy mckinney or sorry not mckinney uh casebolt not only should have gotten fi- uh, fired but he should have been charged with assault because he had no business putting his hands on that young girl or anyone else for that matter that's all i gotta say about it um ladies and gentlemen coming up after the break we got black august in the building so keep it locked this is cool radio it'll be right back after this but before we get to that we have some canadian content to get to of course i got my man who we got over here i got a random playlist right now but i got some canadian oh this is definitely far from random. this is my man goliath pie you know whoa this one is called drop it and when we get back black august will be in the building keep it locked this is cool radio yeah Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned to CFRE 91.9 FM. It is your man, DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. Welcome back to the show, people. Now, as promised, we have our special guest for the evening, or the afternoon, I should say, who's keeping count anyway, right? Um, ladies and gentlemen, something that I've never had on the show before, and it's very rare that we've had on the show. We have never had a hip-hop group on this show before we've had some crews in here we've had some solo acts but never have we had a group or duo at that in the building right now and it's such a rare commodity to have in this generation of hip-hop so i'm fortunate that i have a couple of guys who still want to keep that tradition rolling on and hey i've heard these guys uh perform live i've heard some of their songs and you guys are in for a treat today, man. Ladies and gentlemen, they busted their asses to get to the booth, and we're going to make it worthwhile. We're going to give yes, them sir. that cool radio experience. Ladies and gentlemen, it's about to get dark up in here. I am talking about Rooks McCoy. I am talking about MT Clips. I am talking about Black August. Yeah. Black, what's good? Yes, sir. What's good, what's man? Going on, DM? Good Finally got here. here a little bit right? late, but we got here. Crazy traffic. Always crazy traffic. In yeah. hey. I'm here in the GTA area everywhere. Never late, but always on time. That's what my man yes, not sir. said. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get right into it, man. I want to know how you guys first formed uh, Black August. So whoever wants to start first, be my guest. Um, we had a buddy uh, passed away a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mike Dela De Nuch, uh, yeah, Lawson, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually came to me with the idea. He said, you know what? You and Rooks sound good together because we have done feature tracks before. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, you, sh- you should form a group. And then I had presented the idea to Rooks. But he was in a group with four other people. He was producing, uh, recording, um, engineering. He was doing videos for everybody, writing all the choruses, right? So he's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm in the group right now. I can't juggle more mm-hmm. and then you know i'm realizing that i have my own production team and we got a studio and everything like that so we'll just get to be a musician mm-hmm. yeah let me focus on my craft more mm-hmm. than just trying to help out a bunch of people mm-hmm. he's got a bunch of people that are trying to help him yeah you know what i mean and like we get together every week mm-hmm. just 
Yeah, we just clash beautifully, man. It's just awesome. Yeah, man. Two solo artists merging together make a epic rap group. You know, what I mean? that's what's up. I mean, that's usually how it happens too, man. Like Big Boy and Andre Three Thousand, yeah. they are solo acts when they first started. And like a lot of people kind of said at that time before they became a group that they are two of the best like solo acts in Atlanta. Yeah. So you know, why not combine the superpowers? Kind of like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man, <laughs> yeah. right? So yeah, why exactly. not? So uh, the name Black August, how did that come about? Because it's a very, it's a very catchy name. I like it. Oh, thank you, man. A lot of people didn't like it, mainly because it's two white guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> so but they got if, a little sensitive, man. Eh? Yeah, yeah. What I always say is, if we were white August, that'd just be racist. <laughs> you know I love that. No, yeah. but uh, Black actually is a acronym for uh, bars, lyrics, and quotables. Mm. You know what I mean? We're a very, very ly- lyrical group. I we're- gotta get that cool drop real quick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're both uh, both born in that eighth month, man, August. So mm. we just kind of rolled with it, you know what I mean? No, it almost sounds sense. like when you hear that name, you're thinking like, oh, these guys are a rock and roll band? Yeah, yeah. that's another thing we wanted yeah. to do, you know what I mean? We wanted to, so like when you hear the, the name Black August, is that you don't think hip-hop. Mm-hmm. So... I'll, I'll be honest. Like when I first heard Black August, like I didn't, I didn't like race was not the first thing that came to my mind. I don't know if it's because I saw you guys perform live and like I saw two white guys. I'm like, oh, whatever, Black August, cool. Yeah, yeah. But me, I'm thinking Black August. Like, your music may have like a dark tone to it. That's what I was thinking it's initially. Got that too, man. Yeah. It's so you know what I mean. You could take take some other things from it as well. Exactly. 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 All right, man. So. Basically, back in April, like I was mentioning, actually, you guys performed at the T Dot Showdown, and now it's basically a spinoff of the Cap City Showdown. Yeah. Uh, you guys were the inaugural winners of that event. Uh, so, how that guys, how that make you feel, knowing that you guys are kind of setting the tone going forward for other acts who are going to be performing at the T Dot Showdown? Well, that was actually pretty crazy because we came there with intentions like we have to win this. Like, this Mm -hmm. is what we have to do. We have to win. That's the only mindset we had. And anything else that we got after the show was Mm -hmm. just a bonus for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was the first time I ever won anything in my life. Nice, nice. So it was a proud moment. (laughs) Yeah, no, we took that with a grain of salt for sure. Like, Mm -hmm. we it wasn't our first competition we've ever been in, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But out of city, like, we're from Oshawa, right? So Mm -hmm. to perform in a city that's not ours and then win on top of that, like, those two... Too big for each. Shouts to the dirty schwa. Shout out, shout out. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. So, with that win came the opportunity to open up for MLP, which is tonight at Tattoo at what, 10 p.m. or 9 p.m.? Doors open. open. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think doors open at 9, but we don't get on stage till 10.30, so just make sure you're there. There you go. Get there before 10, case of point. (laughs) So, yeah, you guys uh, were granted the opportunity to open up for MLP because of your victory at uh, the T-Dot Showdown. So how did that make you feel knowing that you as a duo will be opening up for one of the more legendary duos in hip-hop history? Exactly. Uh, MT, I'm going to start with you, man. Oh, it's crazy. You know, I've opened up for um, the clips before. I've opened up for EPMD. So that EPMD, and that was the only opening act, which was one of the craziest experiences I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also opened up for Wu-Tang. And, and, but MOP, like, they're just, just their style. It, it doesn't necessarily clash with ours. It's not mm-hmm. the same thing. But we bring that energy as well, right? So mm-hmm. it's almost like it's, it's perfect for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, how about you, Rooks? Did you say the same? Oh man, I looked up to MOP ever since I was in like the eighth grade. Yeah, yeah. Like I've been listening to him since I was a child. Yeah. But like him, yeah, I've opened up for a ton of big name artists also. It's just never a duo. You know what I mean? Duos don't really exist in the hip hop world Mm -hmm. anymore. And like the fact that they're still doing it and they're coming out with their street certified album, like it's gonna be crazy. Like I can't wait to see them live. And I'm glad you brought the duos things because that was my next question actually. Um in the nineties and eighties and nineties, groups whether they were duos 
uh, trios, quartets, quintets. Like, that was the norm. Like, that yeah. was almost like a prerequisite in hip-hop during those times. And then into the 2000s, we kind of, like, ushered in from, like, groups to, like, factions. So, yeah, like, Rockefeller. Yeah, Dipset. Juno was probably, like, one of the last ones that kind of catered to that group standard. But yeah. then they kind of catered into the faction thing afterwards. Yeah. But coming into, like, the, the like, 2010s decade, I guess you can call it, there's not a whole lot of groups out there. So yeah. why do you think that a lot of artists have kind of left that that mold basically i think uh it's more of uh everybody wants to be a solo artist and kind of maybe have all the attention on them like with me and rooks it's competitive like we're competitive but it's friendly competition because i know he's going to kill the song so i can't come mediocre i gotta write my best best verse when it comes to writing with him right Mm -hmm. so it's just the energy works for us you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. we support you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. it's a group thing for us absolutely rooks how about you I, I think like mainly it's just like a, a style clash. It's a lot easier to work by yourself than mm-hmm. with someone. You know what I mean? But when you're on the same wavelength as someone, mm-hmm. you get twice as much work done Absolutely. half the time. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like we're on the same wavelength. I hear a beat. If I'm like, yo, this is dope. He's going to be like, all right, let's do it. And, Vice versa, you know what I mean? For sure, for sure. And like, what's like the uh, what's the collaboration process like between you two? Like, how, how do you guys collaborate? Uh, whether it be in the studio or if it's a writing session? Oh man, we do our writing sessions in the studio. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much put on the beat. If we like the beat, we write to it right then and there. You know what I mean? We're quick. Like mm-hmm. it, it takes ten minutes to write, and then we spend an hour and a half recording it until it's perfect, and then mm-hmm. we move on to the next one. Like for sure, for yeah, sure. Like we got tracks in the vault for days that people are like when did you record this it was like yesterday yeah <laughs> there's like six of them here it's like yeah yesterday yeah <laughs> mc how about you man what, what do you say um it's good man basically how he said we just get a bunch of beats start picking them you know right? we like this one we mm-hmm. should save this one for later you know what i mean because sometimes we don't it depends what the vibe is we'll pick the beat and be like all right this is the vibe nice and easy when it comes to like we have a song called uh, it never ends the videos out on youtube if you want to mm-hmm. uh, go check that out um, we go back and forth we bring that method man, uh, method man red man flavor you know yeah, we bring yeah. it back the hip-hop rather yeah. than just trying to do this bubble gum trying to you know what i mean sell out really you know what i mean eventually yeah. certain artists sell out but it's like we got that underground f- sound but mm-hmm. at the same time it could be played mainstream yeah. it could true so would you guys um consider yourselves like more hip-hop traditionalists in that in that regard I think so. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard to say, man. It's almost like a, there's like two types of hip hop listeners out there: the ones that love what's on the radio, yeah. and the ones that hate what's on the radio. Yeah, you know what I mean. We kind of just blend that together. Mm-hmm. It's like that. That's just pretty yeah, much the best way. Much. Yeah. It. So it's almost like the best of both worlds in exactly. the sense. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's a, that. I think that's kind of like the best route to go because everyone's ear ear for music kind of changes with the times from from time to time. Yeah, like yeah. one day they want to listen to some EPMD. Yep. Like I want to hear some Eric and Parrish making some dollars. Yeah, yeah. But then the next minute before you know it, they want to hear like Lloyd Banks or something exactly. like that, right? Exactly. So I think listeners can be kind of fickle in that regard from from time to time. But it is what it is. Um. So being an being an act from from Oshawa, what's the what's the scene like over there as far as music music is concerned? <laughs> Everybody raps in Oshawa. <laughs> Everybody's a rapper. Their and brother's their a rapper. Really? And their, their grandmother, grandmother beatboxes. Wow. It's yeah. wild. It's crazy, man. Everybody's out there. I mean, there's an, not a lot of support there. It's like when nah. we came to do the T-Dot Showdown, you come there. The first act performs. Nobody leaves. They stay there for the entire show till the end. Mm-hmm. You come to Oshawa, even if we, I opened up for Tech 9. When I got there, I got a very good slot. So there was tons of people there. Yeah. I did that. The next act came. 
And then once he was done, everybody left. And then mm-hmm. when Tech Nine came, there was maybe like a hundred people, and the venue was packed. So it's like, even though Tech Nine's the uh, largest, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, he's arguably the biggest underground rap star exactly, ever. Exactly right. So for people to leave is just like, you know what I mean? Support. What are you coming there for the show to support your boy? I thought you came there for Tech Nine. Yeah. No, there is a lot of good opening acts, but when you stack the entire roster with like twenty artists and you have to sit there through that by the time yeah. tech nine gets there you know you don't want to everyone's gonna be tired no i exactly. could 